0: To Valpy Americana, an American based English language Valpy Stugart fan podcast where reviews are unofficial, uninformed, and usually unprepared. This is episode 23. And this week's episode is turning out to be a complete disaster, much like uh, Valpy Stugart was this weekend. Austin, how are you doing today?
1: I'm, I'm doing okay. You, you ever have that feeling where you, you, Find out how good of a parent you are by your kids' actions. My um, kids cannot hide candy that they're stealing because I find rappers all over their rooms, all over the house. Mm-hmm. And you know, I, I feel like that's a you know a hit on me.
0: Yeah, I, I learn pretty much daily what a terrible parent I am. So <laughs> whether it's through innuendo or actual statement, it's not really hidden from me too much. Mm-hmm. So yeah, it, it, it's, it's pretty obvious how awful I am, just like it was pretty obvious how <laughs> awful this past weekend was. So, As, um, let's jump into this right now for part one of our episode. Let's review the match. So the backstory, Oz. some of the Stuttgart players were out. Uh, COVID still had Mueller out because of uh, he's working his way back to health. Marmouche um, had an injury during the week, and Mavropanos had a late injury, a muscle strain of some sort. So that meant Ali G Al gadui and mm-hmm. Anton were in the lineup for a word uh, Dino and then Cool Volley was was benched. Um, during the week, the team lost two to nil at home versus some startup club called Cologne and cost me about one hundred and fifty dollars in dinner. <laughs> so I was bummed about that. Um, I actually didn't even get a chance to watch that match, uh, so I was super excited to put all my energy into this match. What were your thoughts going into? 13th place Stuttgart uh,
1: at 16th place Alexburg. Oh, once once I heard uh Mavroponis was out, uh, I was like, uh-oh.
0: Yep. Yeah. And
1: again, I know I've been saying this for a couple weeks now, but I didn't expect much out of this.
0: You always say that. I,
1: don't I know. do. I, I think the the fact that you have so many guys out, so many key players out. It, it's it's hard to come in to a game having too much you know, uh, too much positivity.
0: Yeah, it's funny you say that because I just kind of wrote this down before uh, we broadcast this and uh, this is I think there's 10 players that are out. Uh, Sanko has been out for the year because that horrific leg injury. Kalajic might come back at the beginning of January. uh mm-hmm. see so is warming up with the team um, and he might actually be able to play in December. Furich might be back in about two or three weeks. We'll talk about him later. Tommy Massimo, uh Dino, Marmouche, Mark Oliver-Kemp, they might be coming back for the Bielefeld game. Um, there's a couple other guys who haven't gotten a lot of time yet on the pitch who are, are out too. It's just, yeah, there's so many injuries with this club. Um, it's really unfortunate. I was talking to Doug, and Doug, he's at um, at Decent Braun 88 He actually recorded with me earlier this week, and then because of the tech genius I am, I immediately deleted our entire broadcast. So, Doug, <laughs> I apologize for that. But he brought up an excellent point that I think we've all seen. This team just isn't the same team that we saw last year. And it's easy to understand why, because there's so many mm-hmm. injuries. But that being said, I thought this was a great opportunity for this team against a really struggling club in Augsburg to separate themselves from relegation, to get back on the good uh, you know, the good side of the table. Um, and last year, Sugar was 2-0 and against these guys. So I, my mm-hmm. thoughts, I was feeling pretty good. Going into this match, despite Dino being out, despite some of the injuries. Because um, the one thing this team has is fight, and they haven't given up all year long. And mm-hmm. I thought, worst case scenario, I dropped. Worst case scenario. Um, and we, we probably will get three points on this. Um, turns out, worst case scenario, <laughs> it was a lot worse, uh, a lot worse mm-hmm. than that. So, did you let me ask your question? Because you're a resident expert on terrible officiating, and I'd like to get your opinion on. So the game gets going in the first 20 minutes. It's all mm-hmm. Two minutes into the match. Al gadoui gets what looks like fouled in the box. What were your thoughts on that? Uh, that non-call? Uh, you know what? It,
1: it, it looked justifiable from from what I saw that it could have gone either way. I mean, you could have I mean, unfortunately, it went the way it did, but I it, it, it was hard from what I saw to try to go against what the referees called.
0: Well, that's too bad because you're completely 100% wrong. And that was, that was a penalty kick and it should have been a kick. Um, even Kicker, the website that we go to to get analysis of the game, uh, because uh, let's be honest, we have no analysis of this. We really need help. Even Kicker said that the referee blew that call and gave him the lowest uh, grade of any official I've seen this year. Uh, and if you don't know how kicker does it, one is uh, the highest grade. You can get six is the lowest. They gave Patrick Ittrich, And yes, I'm saying his name, a 4.5. That was a foul. It was a foul. It was a foul. Um, that was pretty much all Al Gadoui did all day. So I really want, I really wanted that to be called, but it um. wasn't, it was, wasn't that terrible, despite how wrong you are, because five minutes later, Furich scores his first goal of the season, a fantastic individual effort. That was just a nice shot, nice goal.
1: Oh, it, it was a brilliant shot. And, and the patience that he had, because he puts the first touch on it and you could see him go into the middle between like five or six guys and just find his spot and, and take that shot. That was that was a
0: brilliant, brilliant yeah, it, strike. Yeah, it was a great shot. and But after the match, I was thinking to myself, because nobody would talk to me as we talked about earlier because, you know, the parenting issue and all that. And <laughs> the, uh, I actually c- can find some concern with that shot and that goal is that a lot of the goals for Stuttgart over the last few weeks have been because of individual brilliance mm-hmm. as opposed to a play or a series of plays. And I think that's kind of concerning because Mavropanos having fantastic goals or Mark Ulrich Kemp having a great thunderheader into the mm-hmm. goal, or, or in this case, I think it is a sign of how much this team is struggling that the goals they are getting are gorgeous goals, but they're not necessarily due to a system as much as an individual mm-hmm. brilliant play.
1: Well, I'll, I'll say this, I think it's more for the fact that you cannot establish any consistency due to people being out, due to the injuries that Stuttgart has right now. It, you, it, it comes to a point where, yeah, you have to rely on individual play because you're you're plugging in guys every week that don't play together on the pitch on Saturdays together. So you're getting a lot of this. Okay, I'm going to take it upon myself to get something done instead of believing in a player or system. And that that's the way I'm seeing it.
0: Yeah, I mean, you it's hard to argue with with. All the injuries so the first 20 minutes sugar has just dominated this game and mm-hmm. i texted you and part-time host jeff if they can get another goal this game is over because mm-hmm. being up two to nothing on augsburg it's you could just see it in their eyes you could see it in their body language the game was going to be over and the mm-hmm. first 20 minutes things looked really really good and then the usual happens the 22nd minute, Furich is out. He has an ankle injury and he won't be back until after um, the international break. So that means, um, I believe that's against Dortmund. Uh, so not this weekend or next weekend, but the weekend after that. And then in the 39th minute, Kemp comes up with what looks like a hamstring pull or a tightening of his, of his hamstring. Um, and he's out. He might be, He might play this weekend, but... Here's the funny thing. Once Kemp went out of that game, the entire match changed. Um, did you see the same thing I did? Uh, I, yeah, to a
1: certain extent. You can see you can see a vibe or an energy change. Um, you know, that's why you got to pay the man. Give give, him, <laughs> give that man a contract.
0: I will say this. It's, and this, this will go into the, what we learned later. But when Furich went out, any of the offensive firepower this team had seemed to go out too. And when Kempf went out, this team could not defend a free kick to save its life. Mm -hmm. And you're like, okay, well, they've had two major injuries in the first half in very short succession. Let's just get to halftime and let's regroup because you can't lose two really important players like that. and hope to, to have a lot of success. So I was optimistic that after half, you know, even though the score was one-to-one, we would be able to, to kind of go back out and assert our dominance. Um, how, how, how can you
1: glide over the fact that the, the, the Davi being pulled out at halftime, that, that's three major key components of your
0: team. Yeah, if you've listened to this podcast for a second, you know that Austin has a love affair with Danielle DiDavi. Daniel Dadavi was pulled at the beginning of the second half or the end of the first half, however you want to look at it, and replaced with Philip Forster. Say what you will, but when you're replaced by Philip Forster, that's probably not a great sign for you. He was completely ineffective. I actually I, I, I try to be very positive, and I actually put something out on the Twitter machine. I was like, I think Daniel Dadavi has started his last match. Um, he did not look.
1: I uh, will counteract your point with a point of my own ooh. because that's how this works. Point but Dadavi, on the field, even. Off the field, Stuttgart's minus three.
0: I hate your logic. <laughs> I don't like your logic. No, he was completely ineffective. He, he was kind of flailing at the ball. I think he got an early yellow. I, he just, it was a substitution. I, the substitution that I was surprised that didn't happen was Al I thought Al was kind of invisible um, for many matches in a row. I thought he was a guy who was going to get out. I will give you this. I, I could have seen Dadawi staying in. Um, I was surprised Al stayed in. Um, 67th minute, Stendel comes in for Ito. Fahir comes in for Klimowitz, which, again, surprised me a little bit. I, Klimowitz has large parts of his game, like Dadawi, where he seems invisible. Mm-hmm. But there were times where he seemed like he was, he was pretty active. And I was just kind of surprised that they left Al-Gadui in there, especially when they were struggling on crosses and all that stuff. They just had – they had no answers on offense. They had no answers on defense. Um, they were down 2-1. to one. Brett Lopez played probably one of his poorest games. He was a little late on a kick into the box. Uh, there's a little bit of a mess in the box, and it's two to one. Uh, 72nd minute, eighty first minute. There's some more goals. Uh, the match ends up four to one. Just, to, I don't want to use the word devastating because it's it's too early in the season to say that. But it was a great opportunity for Stuttgart to put some distance between themselves and the relegation talk, and instead, they are in the middle of the relegation talk right now.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well. Yeah, the, the interesting uh, substitution I I saw was the stencil one. I mean, I understand putting them in, but I still say my my point that I brought up weeks ago, once stencil's in the game, if the other team hasn't scored in 10 minutes, they give them a goal. <laughs> because he came in, what, 67th minute? Uh, I believe so, yeah. And he they scored in the 72nd minute. So, I mean... Yeah, the, I, yeah, I don't, I I mean, I liked Stencil when he was on Freiberg. I don't like him on Stubart.
0: Yeah, I don't know. I mean, they've got so many injuries. And Ito is pretty one-dimensional. He's a defensive player. He doesn't bring much to the table, if anything, on offense. They were down. They needed some points. So I, I got that substitution. I was kind of surprised Al Gadoui stayed on as long as he did, like I said. Not to rip on the guy. I love the guy. I, I I wanted to do well. It's just, it's just not really happening uh, too much. So the match ended four to one and it just got worse and worse and worse. And uh, what makes this so sad too is Marcus Winesrill, who was the coach of Augsburg was the coach of Stuttgart when they got relegated. And I don't know. I just think he's not the greatest coach in the world. Very attractive fella. So, I mean, I'm comfortable (laughs) enough saying that, but this was a great chance. I keep going back to it for us to get out of the relegation talk for us to push a team into the relegation talk. Um, I mean, instead we had, and when you talk to, which I didn't, but when Dadavi and Anton and a couple of the other players talked after the match, they were pretty blunt. They were like, listen, don't blame the injuries. We played awful. And Mm. it'll be interesting to see what kind of response this team has on Saturday when they play what is really another, I don't, it's again, it's not a do or die match at this point, but, it's a really important match this early in the season.
1: Mm-hmm. Well, especially after you know, I mean, not dropping—I don't want to say dropping these three points. I mean, but three points that you could could have honestly had. I mean, again, like we said last week, this is a game you're going to look back on 15, 16 weeks from now and be like, "These are points we should have had." So, yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. That's the thing. I was, playing. I was going to uh, another reason why this episode is complete disaster not only did i delete all of the conversation i had with doug i was going to have a uh, my second interview with uh, mark from the canadian fca uh, supporters group but we just weren't able to to make it to make it work um i was interested to talk to him as to how they they saw this this match was this an mm-hmm. opportunity for them were they scared to guard at all um but the, the fact is now they're they're back in Back in the conversation um there's well, maybe still,
1: this guy maybe this guy's having a conversation with jeff maybe maybe that's where he is
0: jeff doug and mark are all <laughs> on their rival valve b sugar <laughs> podcast podcast those ugh, our market share is going down <laughs> all right speaking of going down us uh, so we've pretty much broken down all of that match let us move on to part two the good the bad and the ugly All right, Os, the good. I'm going to go with uh, Oral Mangala. I thought he looked good out there. Um, The first half in particular, it seemed like he was getting his motor back a little bit. Um, There's not a whole lot of good to pick out of this match, but I liked what I saw from him. Hopefully that's a harbinger of things to come. Uh, Oral Mangala is my good. What about you? Uh,
1: My good was the energy coming out of the gate until the injuries happened. Mm -hmm. Uh, It looked like you guys were going to, you know, just, not dominate this game, but it looks like you guys were going to have good control of this game.
0: Yeah, yeah. The first 20 minutes, like I said, it looked like it was a different team. And then once that Fjord's injury came up, um, everything seemed to be quite on their heels. And they, they gave Augsburg a little bit of life. That's one of the things is when you give a team like that a little bit of belief, um, and I think the announcer said it, it's not my idea, but it, once you give a team like that a little bit of belief, then they get that confidence and they can start to steamroll things. Speaking so of steamroll, the bad for me, um, it would be easy to pick the defense here because the defense falling apart. But uh, Clinton Mola came in for camp. Ito is kind of getting his, his Bundesliga legs under him. Anton did not have a particularly fantastic game. And missing Dino, oh my goodness. Um, I'm going to – I don't want to pick on Ali G, so I'm going to go with Daniel Dadabi. I know you disagree. He just was – flailing about I thought he was going to get a double yell at some point it just didn't seem like his head was in the game um I I've seen enough and I hate to say it he's the older guy on the team um but there's just not a lot there that gets me too excited anymore even with all the injuries what about you uh
1: I I think uh that I'm gonna go with the easy one uh the defense on the set pieces was just yeah yeah especially the corners
0: yeah, I'm really surprised they were so bad in the second half. I figured they would have fixed some of that. But Clinton Mole is a, a newer player. Ito is a newer player. Mm-hmm. Um, they just, like, I think to go back to what you said a lot earlier, they've got so many new guys. They don't have any consistency at all. Mm-hmm. And that's going to go to my ugly here is it'd be easy to pick the injuries. I'm going go to go to the form here. They're two, four, and four so far this season. But the biggest thing that strikes, strikes me is goals. We only have more than one goal in one of the last eight games, that was a three1 win versus Hoffenheim um, they're not scoring and mm. their defense isn't good enough to keep a clean sheet this is this is trouble that's mm. that's my ugly just not enough not enough goals and that is a trend over the last eight games that is quite ugly. Right. well
1: just a, just a sidebar for a second on Dadavi uh, you know to your point, uh, there's a lot of talk last year about them not giving that uh, that extension or the the games he was supposed to play so many games and he All would right, get the right. and, and that's looking like a smart move by the the, the franchise at this yeah. point yeah, and I'm, so yeah. uh, my ugly uh, I would have to say I, I was going to go with the injuries but since you said that was too easy of a thing I'm going <laughs> to go with Alsberg's colors I I mean they were wearing the whites hmm. but this green and red thing going on that they have i don't i don't know what what it implies
0: top, yeah it's a tough color combo i'll agree i will say yeah our <laughs> first defense i love i love their white kits i love the collared yeah. jersey mm-hmm. it's very simple it's very classic I, one of my favorite Stuttgart uh kits is the collared one from i think 2014 or 2015 um i've actually got two of those just in case <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> just in case i'm going out or something um, Yeah. So yeah, the the injuries are bad. The form is bad. The goals is bad. Hopefully this weekend we can fix it up against Bill. But that is our good and the bad, the ugly for this week. All right, let's move on to part three. We have a listener question. And this is from Joseph. You can see uh, Joseph or reach Joseph at blue T underscore H A Z. And Joseph asked a fantastic question. I really, I really like this one is, all right. So do you think, it's likely that B splash a little bit of cash in the January window, given our current injury and squad situation. I'm going to break his question down into three parts. There's actually two more parts of it. Um, I, know, I know last week you basically said this was my question. Um, do you want to take a stab at this or you just want to hand over the baton?
1: Uh, I'll take a stab. I, I, I saw this on Twitter myself and, and it had me thinking because the easy answer would be to get somebody like uh, a Stendel. Uh, you know, an offensive midfielder. But then I started thinking about it. I think it and it wouldn't it wouldn't ever happen. But I would love to see Stuttgart get a player like uh, Christian Gutner, the our uh, you know our captain. He he's a winger. He he's back. He's constantly the fastest guy on the pitch. He he plays with confidence. He understands. He has experience. Uh, a player uh, a type like that. Um, I, w- I would love to see that and probably if you could find a goalie you know, like a, you had last year for, but I don't know who you give up for him though.
0: No, I think, yeah, I would love to see a lot of things, man. I'm not going to see it. No. <laughs> to answer the first part of this question, the answer is no. I don't think they're going to spend any money. That's just, it's not in the club's DNA right now. It's not who they are. They are all about signing players that they will develop and then they will sell for a higher fee later. They're not – I would be shocked if they buy anybody over the January window um, who's an established player. I just – I don't see it. Uh, I think what they're going to rely on is what most of us think, is that they're going to get some of these guys back from injury, Mm -hmm. and then once they get these guys back from injury, that will supplement the deficiencies on the – especially the offensive end. So, yeah. yeah. So, Joe – to Joseph's question, do I think they're gonna spend any money? No, I think they're going to pocket every dollar they have. I don't mm. think they're gonna spend anything. Um, it's just and, not in their DNA. And to
1: that point, when when these guys do come back after after the winter break, it'll almost feel like you you went out there and, and splashed.
0: Especially, yeah, if you lost comes back in December or late December, and then Kalija comes back and when the winter break is over, boom, you got two players that are big. I'm excited to see how uh, Wahid here develops because by then he should be able to play more minutes. Um, Furich hopefully gets over his second injury. Ah. But could you imagine? I mean, Silas on the one wing, Furich on the other, that's kind of exciting uh, Mm -hmm. to see. So I think no, but I I like the question. And the second part of the question is if you were at the helm, what talent would you like to see make a move to Stuttgart this winter? And bonus, which player would you sell? I, I really like this question. You kind of answered it without you know uh, going into it, but here I looked up a couple of the values of the players. Okay, um, Closs is I believe 27 million. So I'm getting these values from TransferMark. If you're not familiar with TransferMark, they do a lot of values of Bundesliga and other players around the world. Uh, Silas is the most valuable player according to them, 27 million. Kalajic is at 24 million. Mangala is 24 million. Sosa is 17 million, Endo is 11, Anton's 10. Okay, so those are the suggested values that TransferMark has for these players. Uh, they're not going to sell Silas or Kalajic. You know, they need wow. them just to survive. Um, Mangala, I think eventually will be sold because they've yeah. developed or they've got a lot of midfielders. Sosa as as well. I think Endo and Anton will be here for uh, for a bit. So mm-hmm. if you're looking to sell somewhere between 24 to 17 million if you sold Mangala or Sosa, which I don't think they will, but say you did. I'm I'm looking online at the different players TransferMark has available. Now the highest player any has ever been purchased, I think is Nico Gonzalez, which is around 12 million. Uh, Ozon Kovac Kovac might've been around that much too. But so if you're saying you sold Mangala for 24 and you said, okay, we're gonna spend about 10 to 12, I've got the list here, and it's not a super exciting list of established players. Um, Tillman, who plays for Cologne, is a right-winger, 6 million. Um, uh, Vargas, who plays for Augsburg, is 12 million. That's probably the top you would see. A- I like Vargas. Grifo is 13. You know him, Grifo, for for Freiburg. Mm-hmm. Um, you go down the list, there's just not – a lot there i mean i was looking at uh sebastian anderson for uh, cologne is 5 million um mm-hmm. so there's nothing there although i did look up i think the player they should buy if you are a follower of Morecambe fc the mighty shrimps in the league one <laughs> in england i would buy cole stockton he's only one hundred and sixty-five thousand dollars. he's 27 years old six foot one he's got 11 goals in 15 matches Old John Stockton. Old John Stockton. Fish out assists on the hardwood and score goals on the pitch. That's who I would get, which is also why I would have been fired two weeks ago.
2: <laughs>
0: All right. Um, great question, Joseph. Really like that one. Um, keep them coming. But uh, the short answer to your question is no. <laughs> we're doing nothing ever. <laughs> All right, also we're going to move on to part four. Part four is random thoughts with, with Jeff. Jeff's going to literally call in. And talk to us about his random thoughts. So, all right, welcome to part four. And joining us for a new segment we're going to call Random Thoughts with Jeff is Jeff. Um, Hopefully the the volume for this has gotten uh, better than it was last week or worse, most likely. So, Jeff, the way we're going to do this today is I'm going to throw out some random words. And I want you to respond either with a word or a phrase or, or your thought. How's that sound? I like your title, Random Thoughts. With Jeff, with Jeff, right great. Uh, I'm, I'm sure it'll be one of our new and most uh, appreciated segments, I have no doubt. <laughs> right yeah. Okay, first word, are you ready? I'm ready. Pokal. Tennis, oh, <laughs> I mean, you
2: know what? Going back to last week and I said it and I spelled it out, I think the Pokal means more these <laughs> players. Then, then the Europa League, then Champions League, then the Bundesliga itself. That was a huge statement win.
0: uh The better team won. Um, yeah, okay. Yeah, I, I okay. vaguely I vaguely recall some of those words coming out of your mouth last episode. I'm not sure in which order they came out, but I vaguely recall them. And you know what's funny? That was our first, this is what I think is, is great. That was our
2: first clean sheet of the season, and we had a backup goalie.
0: I'm just gonna. Throw. <laughs> well, so. I'm not gonna lie. I didn't even watch any of the match. Um, I, it, it's like it didn't even happen in, in my mind. I watched zero seconds of it. <laughs> Fair enough, but you did win a, an expensive dinner out of it, so there's. there's. I did. All right, next word is Vow FB. Oh, uh, disappointing. Mm, mm. Yeah, yeah. disappointing, and and I only watched a little
2: bit of that game too, but. You know, uh, injuries, injuries, injuries are playing a big part in that team. But they, they are not looking that. They're going to be okay. They're going to survive. They're not going to, you know, they're not going to be as I think as, um, you know, their expectations going in. I think were pretty high. But yeah. right now, early on, they need to get some of those players back. They
1: don't. They do not look good.
0: No, that's what Austin and I have talked about. Is the injuries are just, oh, they're just devastating to this club. All right, next word, tip kick. Tip kick. Um accuracy. Um <laughs> tip kick is like probably like
2: back in the, the Ray Warshein field goal kicking era back when kickers made like
0: only seventy percent but they were all pro uh-huh. yeah. kickers. Tip kick seems to be pretty accurate. I think they I think it was two to one tennis yeah. for the pocal, if yeah. I recall. Yeah. Tip- uh, yeah. It, yeah, TipKick has fallen to fifty uh, percent accuracy, so it's uh, it's it's struggling a little bit. That's better than I think you and I and Austin are doing. So I... <laughs> That's tr- yeah, that is true. That's true. All right. Next uh, word is actually a phrase: Hennes versus Unyan. Ooh, um, wow! I think um, uh, I'm gonna say it's
2: gonna be an easy one, but I'm gonna say Lost Unyan. <laughs> name one of their players over the last five years <laughs> uh, but they are a pretty good team I think we're gonna struggle I think we're gonna lose uh, I think Tip-tick will predict a three to one defeat
0: ah, okay well union is favored by half a goal just uh FYI on that one and they're on the road too which is kind of odd um all right almost done here international break I hate it I know it's coming up after this uh, after this match day too.
2: How many of those are we going to have? I mean, I understand there's like a lot of, you know, Champions League and international friendlies and all these games. I, and I get that. I understand that these players have other commitments, but man, I can't. I mean, I look forward to these games probably more than I do seeing my family on the weekend. So <laughs> I, you throw in these breaks, and it's like, it's, it's sad and lonely on yeah. that weekend. I mean, my, my family expects me to do more things. I got to be home. Mm-hmm. I got no excuse to, you know, to
0: not. Do my chores, but yeah, yeah.
2: It's, uh, it's, it's, it's disappointing and sad because I, I look forward to the game and uh, I feel
0: like we just had one like a month, maybe like three weeks ago. Yeah, maybe someday when our teams are actually playing in international competition. We'll <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, I know. Good one. Huh? I know. Good one. That's right. a good, point. That's a All good right. point. All right, two more. Uh, second to last one is Stuttgart hosting Billefeld. Must win. Yep, 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 yep. Agree, agree, agree. That's a must-win. That's a must-win for you, and selfishly, it's a must-win for
2: Hennness. I mean, Belleville, I mean, actually, for anybody that that wants to survive, that are kind of like the bottom feeders right now. You know, Bochum and Berlin and us and all those guys. You've got to keep Belleville in the bottom three, and if yeah. you, these are one of those games that if you're Belleville, you're looking to. It's like a, it's like a must-win game for them as well. This is one of those teams you expect. To crawl back on, you have to be Dallas Bay, and I don't, and you know, and it's the same thing for every other team. You've got to be Billafeld right
0: now to kind of keep those points, because you're going to go up against the Giants later on. So must win game. I agree. All right, last one. We got about a minute left here. Now this is a sentence. Travis ordered something from the Stuttgart store on October twenty seventh. When will it actually be delivered to the United States? Uh, am I setting the spread? <laughs> sure. I'm gonna say I'm gonna say probably around uh, Valentine's Day. <laughs> so about four months. <laughs> Which I think is perfect for you because most likely you order
2: like decorative macaroni and cheese, <laughs> or
0: you know some some women's underwear. Well, I, um, I I've been known to do that in the past for gifts uh, for gifts. Yeah.
2: Yeah. yeah, yeah, I think it's. Uh, I, I know. I'm going to say around. I'm going
0: to say around mid-February. Okay, yeah. If you don't know, usually when I order something from the Stuttgart store, it takes a little bit to get here. add in the supply chain issues, and yeah, that might uh, that might take a while. Well, Jeffrey, thank you for joining us for part four, random thoughts with Jeff. With Jeff, um, anything you want to <laughs> say before you sign out?
2: Yeah, I do. I think that listen, I want to be on this whole podcast next week. <laughs> I think the fans would enjoy that as well. Um, I'm off. I'm going to watch
0: the games. I've got time. Uh, What do you think? I think our time has just run out. (laughs) Am I cutting out? Yeah, I'm driving through a tunnel. Sorry, got to go. I'm actually literally in a parking structure. I feel like you didn't hear what I said. Sean. repeat it for the fans. Whoa, well, look at that. The time has come and the time is gone. Jeff, thanks so much for joining us, and we'll talk to you maybe in the future. I'll see you, and I guess it's two weeks after the break. That's right, international break from our friendship. <laughs> Thank God <laughs> they don't come often enough. <laughs> Adios. Adios. Okay, Oz, we just did random thoughts with Jeff, as the listeners could hear. He literally called in on the way to work to talk about some random thoughts. So that was about six to seven minutes of your life you will never get back. So enjoy all that, everybody. All right, Oz, let's go into predictions, part five of the podcast. This is where we predict the the week to come. All right. So Stuttgart is hosting Bielefeld in what is going to be an enormous match on Saturday. All right. They are 13th place on the table. Bielefeld is 17th place on the table. Um, I was looking at some of the stats all time in this, and in this series, guess what? Stuttgart leads in red cards, two to one. They lead in yellow reds, two to zero, and they lead in yellows, 57 to 39. So what do you think of that? That
1: is impressive.
0: Thank you. Also, Stuart lost twice last season three to zero at Bielefeld and then zero to two versus Bielefeld. So that's good stuff. What do you think of that?
1: That is also <laughs> impressive.
0: <laughs> okay, but the good news Stuart is three, one, and two in the last six overall matches. Uh, Bielefeld is 05 and five this season. Uh, Furich is definitely out. Dino could be in, but I don't know if that's going to happen. Uh, This game scares me. Uh, Bielefeld is 13th in the league in shots. They've only scored six goals, which is last place in the league, but they're 13th in duels. They're first in running and they're uh, first in header duels, which means they hustle and they try hard. And we just played a team who was awful at scoring goals and they pretty much doubled their goal total against us. And I was talking to Doug before I deleted his commentary. And that's the thing you're, you played an Augsburg team who couldn't score and they scored more goals almost than they had all season. We're playing another team who can't score. And if Dino's not there, oh my goodness. Uh, So what are your thoughts going into this one?
1: Um, My thoughts going into this is if you don't take points from this one after what happened last week, you guys are really in trouble.
0: Uh, Yeah, it's not. Yeah. not looking good. Um, <sighs> so Billville is 17th on the table. Stuttgart is 13th. Here's the thing. If, if Billville gets the win, that moves them up to eight points. And Stuttgart, if they get the win, that moves them up to 13 points. We can move us all the way up past Cologne up into 11th place. So this is such a big match um, for Stuttgart. The predicting websites are giving Stuttgart nothing those jerks, the uh, betting websites are giving Bielefeld half a goal. So if you're not sure how this works, the betting websites give the underdog a certain amount of goals. So if the score ended up one, one, and you took Bielefeld, you would actually win that because you were getting half a goal. Os, what do you think? I'm taking
1: Stuttgart in this one because, again, if if you look back, (laughs) again, 15 weeks from now or whatever, and you're going, these are – I mean, it's bad enough to say those are three points we should have had. If you're sitting there going – those are six points we should have had.
0: <laughs> you're in trouble. Yeah, this is a scary game because uh, you look at the teams at the bottom. Uh, Furt, okay, we beat them bad, but that was the first week of the season. Bochum, we tied. Uh, Augsburg, we got beat up pretty good. You've got to beat the teams at the bottom of the table, especially if you're potentially one of those bottom of the table teams. So this is a huge game. I'm hoping for a response. I'm too going to take Stugard in this one. Um, I think it's going to be a draw, to be quite honest, but my heart is going to take the bet here. Um, I'm curious to see what moderato does. The first time in his tenure where kind of the players, uh, I don't want to say they were called out, that's not the case, but where the players admitted, listen, we just didn't bite hard. We didn't play hard. And that's not the we're, we're we're used to. And so this will be an interesting game to see how they respond to this. So us awesome. last week you went three and six your worst week Jeff went seven and two I went five and four Matt went six and three, in um, Stuttgart matches though you are six and four the rest of us are four and six so hopefully your good luck uh, keeps things going overall you've got fifty two wins Matt has forty eight Jeff and Travis have forty three Doug also took Stuttgart in this one so hopefully there's some good luck there all right let's go mm-hmm. to the Friday match Friday Mainz is fifth on the table they beat up on Billfeld two to one. On the road they are going to host Borussia Mönchengladbach. Gladbach. They are 10th on the table. They beat Bochum two to one. This is a pick em. Um, I'm gonna go mines. What about
1: you? Yeah, I'm gonna go mines, they're at home. And I mean, Gladbach, they they look good for a couple weeks and they don't look good for a couple weeks, they're kind of up and down.
0: Yeah, they're they're so. a hard, they're a hard team to figure here, just like this next match coming up, The first match on Saturday. Well, the early match on Saturday is number one. Bayern Munich is coming off a 5 2 win at Union, hosting that Freiburg squad, uh, who was coming off a 3 1 win over, was it Frankfurt, I believe?
1: Freiburg- uh, no, no, we play Frankfurt next week. But oh. uh, yeah, it was, that, was, that was bad. It was, you know, it was one of those games where I'm watching it. And thankfully, the, the other team gave us a point, gave us a goal, our first goal. Furt, that is and right. you know and then around the set 75th minute when when it was 2-0 and Furt scores you're just going thank god they gave us a goal because this is not looking good but we pulled it out yeah um yeah i'm what, what's the line on this one again you are getting two and a half goals i'll take to two and a half goals the way our defense has been playing this year
0: yeah, I am too. I'm taking two and a half. Uh Bayern's been scoring a lot of goals, but Freiburg is a pretty plucky team. They seem to always play uh Bayern Munich pretty tough. So mm-hmm. why not? Two and a half goals is a lot of goals. Yeah, right, Byron doesn't
1: half- handle Bayern doesn't handle uh offensive pressing teams very well. Oh, so.
0: let's see if that prediction comes true or if you lose seven to nothing. <laughs> yeah. Well that hmm. all right. Wolfsburg is coming off the 0-2 win at Leverkusen. They're seventh on the table. They are hosting Augsburg, who's getting One goal in this one. I can't do it. I need Wolfsburg to win. I'm going with my heart. Doug is going with his heart. Austin, where are you going with your heart?
1: I have no heart. I'm (laughs) taking (laughs) (laughs) Augsburg.
0: You're heartless. Darn you. Yeah, this will be interesting. Did Augsburg figure something out or did they just play a really, you know, team in bad form? I'm predicting the latter. Bochum is 14th on the table. They lost 2-1 to to Gladbach. They are hosting number nine, Hoffenheim, who's going off a 2 nothing win versus Berlin. It's Hoffenheim minus half a goal. I like Hoffenheim.
1: Yeah, Hoffenheim is quietly one of the better teams this year. Um, yeah, I'll take Hoffenheim in this one. Yep,
0: yep. I need, Doug and I were talking when we were doing our predictions that all the picks are going to what we hope happens as <laughs> opposed to what we think. We already picked the Stuttgart match. The last match on Saturday is Leipzig, who are eighth on the table, coming off a Rough 1-1 draw versus Frankfurt. They're hosting number two, Dortmund, who's got a lot of injuries. The spread on this one is interesting, Oz. They beat uh, Cologne 2 to nothing, but Dortmund is getting half a goal on this. That's kind of wild. What do you think? Mm-hmm.
1: Well, I mean, for a Freiburg, I mean, go, talking about going with your heart and what you want to happen, Freiburg, to, to keep themselves up in Champions League, I, I, I need Leipzig to lose this game because – uh, byron dortman you know they're going to be up there so let them get all the points they can and let everybody else lose
0: yeah i'm with you i'm going to take dortman in this one this might be a trap game god this is one of those ones where the spread seems so weird that you kind of do the opposite of what the spread says but anyway i'm going to take dortman as well which takes us to the sunday matches Herta is coming off that two to nothing loss they are 12th on the table they are hosting fourth place buyer leather cruising is also coming off the loss Bayer's got some injuries Bayer minus half a goal. Travis and Doug are taking Bayer.
1: Well, I'll take Hertha in this one. All
0: right. All right. Do you still have your semi-love affair with Herton? Have I ever not had my semi-love affair with Hertha? <laughs> Touché. Touché. <laughs> All right. Jeffs Cologne is 11th on the table, coming off a 2-0 to zero loss to Dortmund. They are hosting Union Berlin, who's coming off a big 5-2 to two loss versus Bayern. Union is getting half a goal in this one. It's This might be a fun match because Cologne plays super aggressive. Union plays super compact, contrasting styles. Um, Union's that team that they're becoming my new Augsburg. It's hard to pick against them, so I'm not going to pick against them. Doug and I both took Augsburg. I'm sorry, both, Doug and I both took Union plus half a goal. What about you? Well, I said last
1: week I'm riding this uh, Hennish train until it crashes, and last week it crashed. <laughs> but but I'm still in live support. Okay. I'm not dead yet.
0: Okay. Uh,
1: the Henness is at home. I, I believe in the Horns. Uh, I'm going to take him.
0: All right, You're taking Henness in that one. Last match. Fert is 18th on the tables. Historically and statistically, they are the worst team in the Bundesliga at this stage of the season. They're hosting disappointing fifth place Frankfurt. This is one of those ones. Doug took Furt because he's just like Frankfurt is playing so bizarre. And this is one of those games that for, shouldn't win, but they've got to get a win somewhere, so why not here? I'm sticking with Frankfurt and Team Amanda. It's Frankfurt minus half a goal. Where are you?
1: Well, I hope this game, however it turns out, is a very physical game. And maybe Frankfurt has a couple, you know, just a week-long injury, 10 days or so. And because we play them, you know, the week after. So, yeah. Um, I'm going to go – I'll go with Team Amanda on this one.
0: All right. Well, there we go. Those are our, our picks. Austin leading with 52 wins. Like I said, I'm in uh, tied for last with 43, uh, 43. So we'll see if we can kind of turn that around a little bit. All right, part six. Our last part is the what we learned part. And what we learned in this episode is Marcus Vinesville got his 50th career win for the mighty flaming acorns of Augsburg. Austin, my question for you is: Is there anything that you've done, and keep it clean, fifty times that is worth celebrating?
1: Hmm, fifty. I can I can honestly say no, there hasn't been any. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you said I got to keep it clean, so.
0: Yeah, yeah. This is, <laughs> what we're gonna learn is not much here. Um, I've almost made it to the age fifty. That's something I guess to be excited mm-hmm. about. Um, I might have 50 friends if I no, but I guess not that either. Um, can't I can't count won, the bots, yeah. Can't count the road, yeah. I, <laughs> I, I won 50 rec league tennis matches, there's that. I mm-hmm. think I, I lost 60, but I won 50, so <laughs> I got that going for me. You know, it's mm-hmm. crazy about Marcus Meindrill. I don't know what the number is now, but before the match versus Stuttgart, he was averaging 0.7 points. Per match coached, for Augsburg, and he's their all-time winningest. Uh, at least with games one, I think, coach. That's kind of wild, isn't it? Point yeah. seven. Uh, I mean, yeah, that, yeah, that that is. I, I mean, I don't know what to say to that. That's is kind of wild. Yeah. Well, this entire broadcast has been a disaster. So why don't we just end it with that awkward ending here? Yeah. <laughs> All right, Oz. <awesome. laughs> Well, apologies to Doug. Apologies to Mark in Canada. Apologies to anybody who listened to Jeff calling in. Apologies to Matt, who is going to be on the episode. Um, Boy, this is just a mea culpa episode. (laughs) This is a sad sad one. Yeah, episode 23, a lot of tears. Um, I'm going to try and go play some Tip Kick to see if I can get the percentage up. Tip Kick is only four for eight now, so that's going down. That's rough. Um, Yeah, this has just been a rough, rough week, rough day, rough episode, rough rough uh what we learned Um uh, yeah. i don't know how, how do we sign off from that
1: well we just we just realized that the, the true fans the ones that really care are the ones that are going to stay around for number 24
0: <laughs> <laughs> i think i can see the followers deleting us as we speak <laughs> <laughs> all right awesome well thanks so much um we'll talk to you at some point next week as we break down what is hopefully a big Stuttgart home win versus Armenia Bilbao. All right,
1: sounds good.